You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. It's going to be another weird one. I think I've decided to talk over the music for all of these, and that's going to be fine. We're going to—we're all fine with that. Let this hi hat get done. Okay, so this is going to be the second uh, Dear Maestro episode that you're going to hear. Um, this one's less planned. I have less to say about this. The first thing I want to say is that not every one of these stupid things that I do by myself is going to be about a damn video game, but this one is. Um, this is the second. Actually, I have one planned, like coming up before long, that's not going to be about a video game. But this one, this one's going to be about a video game. Um, last time I talked about the video game Control. This time I'm going to talk about um, one of the most popular video games that's ever been made. Control's, uh, I guess, a little bit less well known. But anyway, um, today I'm going to talk about one of the best known video games ever, I think. One of the most popular, certainly one of the most popular online games. I'm not a huge gamer. Uh, I think I said this on the last one of these I did. I go through phases, but uh, recently I've been going through a little bit of a phase, and I've been replaying the game that I'm talking about today, and that game is Grand Theft Auto V. So we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto V. I'll mention a couple things about the series in general for people who don't know what it is, but uh, mostly I'm just going to talk about Grand Theft Auto V and some of my thoughts on it. These are going to be incomplete thoughts, but uh, I'm not going to have a huge point. I'll have a small point that I'll make. So uh, the first thing to say, (laughs) the first thing to say is I don't know what I want to say about this game fully. And that's part of the reason, that's my conclusion. My conclusion is I don't really know how to respond to this game. And that's sort of why I wanted to make this episode, which is weird, but I'll get to what I mean by that. So let's just jump in there. This is going to be a short thing. So Let's just jump in. Grand Theft Auto is an action-adventure crime video game series, and it dates back to 1997. For those who don't have any idea what Grand Theft Auto is, um, I doubt it. I bet you know what it is to some extent. But anyway, it's a it's a video game series that dates back to around 1997. That was when the first one came out. And the one that we're talking about today is the fifth in this series. Um, it actually may be more... There may be more than that in there, but it's the fifth numbered game, right? So... There's Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, 3, 4, and then 5. So um, the fifth in the series was produced by Rockstar Games, and it came out in 2013. So this is, to my knowledge anyway, the most recent Grand Theft Auto game, but it's almost a decade old. Uh, And I've been replaying it over the past couple of months, just whenever I have some free time, and... It is wild how much this game holds up. That's the first thing that I want to say. It is wild. I would believe, and again, I'm not like a d- deep in it gamer, so you could you could fool me, but I would believe if you told me that this game came out, you know, in 2019, I would say, oh, okay, yeah, fine, or 2020, whatever. Sure, yeah, that seems reasonable. The graphics are crazy. Um, the scope of the world, it's a big open world game. The scope of the world is insane, all this kind of stuff. I'll, I'll talk about that more in a minute. Anyway, um, Grand Theft Auto is the fourth highest video game series ever. So it's, it's, it's behind Mario, Pokemon, and Tetris. That's it. So this game series is a big deal. I mean, I'm sure they made a lot of money. I didn't look it up. I'm sure Rockstar made a, a good, healthy profit off of this game. So uh, And this game series, certainly. So anyway... Let me just say, um, there was a bit of moral panic about this video game series. Uh, for anyone who's old enough to remember it, I mean, I remember it. Um, when the series, uh, when they produced 
Grand Theft Auto 3. When Grand Theft Auto 3 premiered, um, there was a bit of a moral panic. It was in the early 2000s. I didn't write down the exact um, date. I want to say 2001, 2002, something like that. But anyway, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the one where the series switched from a two-dimensional top-down view to the sort of classic 3D open-world games that we now think of as Grand Theft Auto games. So you have um, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 4, and then GTA 5, which is what we're talking about today. So um, there was a bit of moral panic. Parents freaked out about it. Uh, Walmart started carding people to buy Grand Theft Auto 3 back when it came out. Um, And essentially, this was because you could do anything you want. And what that meant was you could do really, really, really terrible things. So um, it pissed parents off. And I won't even go into what you can do. You know what you can do in Grand Theft Auto. Come on. You you all are deviants. Um, Anyway, Grand Theft Auto 5, when we get to that, it's almost like Grand Theft Auto 5 is as important as a sort of step forward in in this type of game as was three which is kind of phenomenal uh or kind of surprising because like three was such a jump at least to my mind and i feel like to many people experienced it this way it was such a jump in what you could do in a video game and it feels like five i don't know if it makes as big of a jump but it's still another important thing which is kind of wild coming out of the same series so the first thing to say is just that the first thing to say i've been talking for like five minutes um one thing to say is that this is just a great video game it's just fun um it's low stakes if you play it the right way it's low stakes it's mindless you can just walk around and do it's aimless like it's an open world game so that means you're not always trying to like complete a level or you know um finish a mission or something like this you can just go around and do stuff kill time right which is incredibly fun and nice and relaxing especially for people like me who are not serious video gamers so you can you know, for those who haven't played it, you can drive cars, you can fly planes, you can blow shit up, you can shoot things for no reason, you can cause traffic jams, which is one of my favorite things to do. I'll just get on the freeway and just drive the wrong way just for fun. Um, or just park in the middle of the freeway, like across <laughs> across two lanes of traffic. Um, it's just a great time. You can, you can skydive. It's so, 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 so fun, right? Um, at the same time, it is a dark and very, very twisted game. So uh, I don't really want to focus on the mechanics or how good it is just as a video game. Um, We'll talk a little bit about story, but mostly I want to talk about perspective and I want to talk about satire. So um, if you haven't played it, um, I'll give you a little bit of the story, but that's not going to be key to much of what I want to say about this. So you play as one thing that's very interesting about this game is you play as three different characters across the story. Uh, so those three characters are one is Michael, um, who is a gangster. He's a middle aged white man. Um, he's depressed. He hates his family. Um, he's a retired gangster, basically, at the time that the game starts. He's in hiding from his old partner from his criminal days back in his more exciting life earlier in his life. And so he has this sort of malaise and, you know, sort of uh, general depression and all this kind of thing. And so that's one character that you play as, Michael. And of course, as the story unfolds, he comes out of retirement because crime is the thing that you do in this game. Um, But he is in hiding from, as I said, from one of his old 
partners from his criminal days who is named Trevor. Trevor is the second character that you play as in the video game. Uh, Trevor is, I mean, the, basically the best way to sum up Trevor is that he's a Rob Zombie villain. He is a rural white person who sells meth, who murders people violently and indiscriminately. Um, he's a sort of like pathological, like sociopathic libertarian, right? He hates the government. He think every, he thinks everything sucks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the final character is Franklin, who is the sort of catalyst for the story who helps Michael come out of retirement and all this kind of stuff. But Franklin is not from the scene that uh, Trevor and Michael are from. Franklin is a uh, a smart young guy who is a black guy from, from the city of Los Santos, which is where the story takes place. Um, and Franklin is, at the time that the story begins, trying to go, trying to just find legitimate jobs. He's been in involved in crime, uh, but he wants to get out of it and so on and so forth. Needless to say, that doesn't happen. Uh, so anyway, so you, these three characters you play as, and there's, uh, you know, there's just too much to talk about um, to be able to cover everything in this in this uh, episode, and on top of it, I don't really want to. The thing that I want to talk about is the perspective of this game. So you can do terrible, terrible things in this game, and in some instances, the game actually forces you to. There's one scene that was probably the most controversial from the game that involves torture. As Trevor, at one point in the game, in order to progress the story, you have to torture someone. And you have to torture them, you know, for an extended period of time. I want to say the, the level takes like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to complete, something like that. And it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Um, and so you can do terrible things. You know, the thing that um, you can you know, murder people indiscriminately, you can blow up cars, you can shoot uh, everyone, you can get the cops to chase you and then have an enormous firefight with them where they'll call out like the army and stuff like this. Um, you can hire and kill sex workers. Uh, I mean, it is a, you can do terrible, terrible things. You can also do normal things. You can play tennis in this game. Uh, you can skydive, as I said. You can go to the gun range and if you want to shoot but you aren't trying to be violent, you can just go to the gun range and shoot at targets. Um, you can do sort of like legitimate racing. You can swim, you can ride bikes, you can do yoga. Like you can do lots of things in this game that are not inherently violent. Um, but you can also do these other things that are just horrific, morally horrific. And so mixed in with that morally terrible stuff is also constant and relentless critiques of American culture and life and capitalism. So you have analogs within the little world. You have analogs to things like Facebook. You have uh, instances of completely corrupt government officials. You have, you know, unrelenting advertising on the radio every time you steal a car, or get in a car, or whatever. Um, everything is, it's just the worst elements of American culture on display and every character you meet does not know how to communicate their their emotions or deal with their emotions and so everything explodes into violence always um, no one knows how to deal with each other no one cares about each other in any real way they're all using each other the whole time like the values embedded in the game itself are the worst they are the antithesis of anything like a good human life or existence right it is just the absolute worst and not only this actually this brings me to one of my points when I re I, I beat this game in the past probably like 2014 2015 
and I had a great time. I re-downloaded it um, to, to start it over, and I found myself getting stressed and tense whenever I would play it. Now, you might say, obviously, you're going around blowing stuff up. You're getting in firefights with police officers. Of course, you're stressed and tense. But that actually wasn't what it was. What it was is that the entire time you're playing, let's say you get in a car, and you're just driving around the little world. The whole time you're playing... Everyone that you encounter, just random people who have nothing to do with the story, who are just built into the little world, they all scream and swear at you um, or at each other, right? You never hear positive, good, or even neutral human interaction pretty much anywhere in this game. It is all an underlying level of stress and you know people cursing at each other on the street and screaming at each other sometimes that's reasonable sometimes you've run over someone accidentally you didn't mean to but the game doesn't really care so you run over someone accidentally and then they scream at you or something like that or someone screams at you but I found myself getting really tense when I was playing it and then it was only later that I realized oh it's because this game is screaming vulgarity at me the whole time I'm playing it and so as I was doing this I started thinking about like I started analyzing, like, what is this game doing? It's clearly criticizing our culture, like American culture. There are, you know, diatribes, like pseudo-political diatribes about hipsters and about uh, racialized police brutality and about corrupt government and just all this stuff. And about capitalism, there are, like, off thrown off lines about capitalism in there and stuff. And so... I, I couldn't really understand what the perspective of this thing was. Like, I could tell what themes it was dealing in. Like, I could tell what it was talking about, but I couldn't tell what it was saying about that stuff. And that is ultimately sort of my point in talking about this game. And I am going to keep this short. Uh, that is ultimately sort of my point, is that this game has the potential, and the Grand Theft Auto series generally has its tongue in its cheek, right? It's not like just playing a game where you are a member of organized crime and you're really trying to do something, right? And there, and it takes the story seriously. The whole thing is like deeply, deeply tongue in cheek. It's laughing at itself. It's laughing at everyone else. There is this deep irony that is in there. And many people, for this reason, have called this game a satire, right? It's satirizing American culture. And something about that, this just didn't read to me as satire. It read to me as something more cynical and more base and kind of more childish. As I was playing it, like I remember saying when I was playing it uh, for the first couple of weeks, I would be like, you know, this game just feels like it's for, for you know, 15-year-olds. And I know that it kind of is, but like some of the content in there makes it feel like some of it is things that I don't think most adults <laughs> would think um, – are interesting or deep, but at the same time, there there's things in there that like a 15-year-old wouldn't even understand, right? And so it just felt like this type of humor that was just, it was just cynical. It was just destructive. It was just, everything sucks. And that's sort of the message of the game. Everything sucks. Be cynical about everything. Nothing is good. The end, right? Um, that's how the game has felt to me on this second playthrough so far. And so for me, that really sort of undermined the potential satire. Um, and I started reading about it and watching some clips of it and, and watching people's analysis. And I found this really good uh, quote that I think kind of sums up how I felt about it. This was from an IGN article back from when the game was released. But it talks about how 
this game is ultimately sort of, you know, it seems like it sees itself as a satire. But what it doesn't do is satire precisely because there is no sort of, and this is my words, but there is no sort of positive perspective. The game is not saying anything, it's not affirming anything. All it does is say everything sucks, deny everything, right? You have faith in the in government programs, well, guess what? It's all corrupt. You have faith in police, well, guess what? They're all corrupt. You have faith in individual people, guess what? They're all moral monsters. You have faith in family, guess what? All families really hate each other and they're using each other. You have faith, you know what I'm saying? It's just one thing after another. It just undermines everything. And that's the only thing, right? It's all cynical, it's all... And that, to me, is not satire because that doesn't... Um, there's nothing being affirmed. There's no values being affirmed. It's all only negative. Um, and I don't know that I think that that's bad, but I do think it weakens whatever political point or social point or cultural point that the creators thought that they were making. So um, the quote, this, this quote is from an IGN article um, that says, quote, GTA 5's gameplay lacks both an ironic punch and a didactic end, as often as the game seems to make judgments about a player's operating in a morally bankrupt world. The gameplay only reinforces the virtues of morally bankrupt activity. We steal cars and shoot people because that's what people in San Andreas do. If the game were satire, there would be some type of mechanical formal acknowledgement that the roles of the that the roles the player performs are repugnant and awful, but there's no mechanical comeuppance for the sins of the player. In San Andreas, the player with the fewest ethical hang-ups rises to the top because they are best suited for the world Rockstar created, not because there's an ultimate lesson to be learned here. In other words, there is no moral to the story. And I think that's the weakness. And I know it's kind of silly to say, you know, there should be a moral to the story in Grand Theft Auto 5. But it seems like the 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 game itself wants you to feel like there's a moral. It seems like it's doing it's critiquing, it's doing critical work, it's satirizing. But ultimately it's not. It's just saying everything sucks and it's not offering any sort of alternative, right? It is it is and this is this takes me back. This is why I didn't know what I wanted to say about this because what is it saying? And kind of nothing, right? I think it's kind of saying nothing. Uh, this is why I think it feels to me like a game that is kind of ultimately for people who are 15. To be more specific, probably young straight white boys who are 15. To be more specific, probably young straight boys who are 15 if we're being honest. But nonetheless, this is why I feel like it is, um, you know, it's an amazing game. But I think the satire or parody of it really falls flat because it almost loops back around and mechanically it just affirms the things that it is pretending to satirize. So... Uh, that's all I got to say about that. This has been the episode about Grand Theft Auto V. I'm not going to do the whole spiel. The last thing I will say, though, is that when I was doing research, I did end up watching clips of older people playing Grand Theft Auto V, and that is fantastic. You need to go to YouTube right now and type in old people playing Grand Theft Auto V. Um, they have a great time, and it's hilarious, and it really kind of saved the whole game for me. Uh, anyway, I guess, Maestro, this was supposed to be for you, so let's pretend you're going to play Grand Theft Auto V. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Comic Creatives. My name's Will. Uh, we'll be back with normal episodes soon, and you know the drill. RockCandyRecordings.com, DestinationComics.com, all that good stuff. We will talk to you soon. I concur. 10 out of 10. Whatever. 
Actually, you know what? No, zero out of 10 because nothing matters and we're just deconstructing everything or we're not building anything positive or saying anything. So zero out of 10. All right, cool. Bye. Listening, DNN. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.